0: Welcome back. It's part two of the annual London Walks Halloween podcast. It's Adam here, and I've got bad news and good news. The bad news is bad news for me. Andy has fired me. I've been sacked. Cast on the podcasting scrap heap. The good news is that his new podcasting partner is his nine-year-old son, Milo. I'm off to clear my desk now. I hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Hi, Harry. Now, what's your favourite thing about Halloween? Uh,
2: scaring my sister.
1: You're scaring your sister?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah? Would you like trick or treating?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. What about you, Kyan? What's your favourite thing? Uh,
2: trick or treating, the sweet, dressing up. And I like vampires.
1: Hey, what do you like about vampires? The blood (laughs) bloodthirsty. Brilliant. Are you looking forward to Halloween? Yeah! Yeah. Have you got any questions?
2: Why Why pumpkins? pumpkins?
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm going to find out. The pumpkin we carve at Halloween is actually known as a jack-o'-lantern. The name is British in origin and dates from the 17th century, when it literally meant man with a lantern, i.e. a night watchman. It was also a popular nickname for the natural phenomenon known as ignis fatus, fool's fire, or will-o'-the-wisp, a mysterious flickering blue light that can sometimes be seen over marshland or peat bogs at night, and in folklore has become very much associated with malicious ghosts, goblins, fairies and the like. In Welsh folklore, for example, the light is said to be fairy fire, held in the hands of a pucker or a small goblin-like fairy that mischievously leads lone travellers off the beaten path at night and then extinguishes the light, leaving them lost. A similar pixie light is described in Cornwall and Devon. You are pixie-led. In other tales, the -the Will-o'-the-Wisp is a guardian of a lost treasure, much like the Irish leprechaun. In the Scottish Highlands, the -the Will-o'-the-Wisp is known as a spunky and is seen in the form of a link-boy or simply a light that leads unwary travellers to their doom. It has been blamed for shipwrecks at night after being spotted on land and mistaken for a harbour light. Other tales of Scottish folklore regard these mysterious lights as omens of death, or the ghosts of once-living human beings. They often appeared over locks, or on roads along which funeral processions were known to travel. The name Wisp actually refers to a bundle of sticks used as a torch, so the Will of the Torch. The story of the jack o is very similar to that of the Will of the Wisp, and is retold in variant forms all over Western Europe. An old Irish folk tale from the mid-19th century has a ne'er-do-well named Drunk Jack, or Stingy Jack, who makes a deal with the devil, offering up his soul in exchange for payment of his pub tab. When the devil comes to collect his due, Jack tricks him by making him climb a tree and then carving a cross underneath, preventing him from climbing down. In exchange for removing this cross, the devil forgives Jack's debt. However, because no one as bad as Jack would ever be allowed into heaven, Jack is forced upon his death to travel to hell and ask for a place there. The devil denies him entrance in revenge, but as a boon, grants Jack an ember from the fires of hell to light his way through the twilight world to which lost souls are forever condemned. Jack places the ember in a carved turnip to serve as a lantern. By the late 1800s, these lanterns were known as turnip lanterns, described as a lantern made by scooping out the inside of a turnip, carving the shell into a rude representation of the human face and placing a lighted candle inside it. The custom was thought to have started in Ireland where Catholic children would carry turnip lamps while begging door to door for soul cakes to commemorate the dead on both and All Saints' Day, November 1st, and All Souls' Day, when the boundaries between this life and the other were believed to become transparent and the dead returned to Earth to visit their descendants. The grotesque faces carved on the lanterns originally thought to represent Christian souls in purgatory or supernatural beings that could frighten off evil spirits and later specifically to ward off vampires as the light would reveal their true identities. In the US, the carved pumpkin had been associated with the harvest season long before it became an emblem of Halloween, though adaptions of Washington Irving's short story The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, 1820, often depict the headless horseman with a pumpkin or jack-o'-lantern in place of his severed head. However, it wasn't until Irish immigrants brought the custom of carving jack-o'-lanterns to North America that the more commonly available and easier to carve pumpkin came to be used for that purpose. And not until the mid to the late 19th century that pumpkin carving became an established Halloween tradition. In the United States, Jack-o'-lanterns is now also called spook lights, ghost lights or orbs by folklorists and paranormal enthusiasts. But pumpkins do have other uses, as Milo learnt from History.com.
2: Everything you need to know about pumpkins but were too scared to ask. Pumpkins originated in Central America, but are now now grown on six continents. The United States grows over one and a half billion pounds of pumpkin every year. The world's largest pumpkin weighs over 1,700 pounds. Pumpkins are highly nutritious and very low in fat. 3.5 3.5 grams in, in a serving, lots of potassium, vitamin A and fibre. There are about 500 seeds in each pumpkin, a great source of protein. There are over 30 different varieties, but the one you carve probably came from Connecticut. 19th century New Englanders fought the pumpkin could cure snake bites, freckles, facial wrinkles and diarrhoea and constipation in cats and dogs. Every year, Delaware hosts the World Pumpkin Chumpkin, the the annual Pumpkin Championships, where pumpkins are launched over 5,000 feet from an air cannon. When you put it on your porch on the 31st of October, Mischief Makers will have 14 hours of darkness to smash it.
0: Thanks, Andy and Milo. I've just been uh, for a meeting with Milo in actual fact. I managed to get an appointment and he it, it turns out to be a very reasonable sort of a fellow and he says that... I'm not fired after all. He's, he's quite happy for me to make a return uh, for the next episode. So thanks to Milo for that. I hope you enjoyed the Pumpkin Podcast. Next time, we'll be looking at scary, at movies. scary movies. Thanks for listening.
2: London Walks podcast was compiled, produced and presented by Andy Hallett and Adam Scott Goulding. For details of the full programme of London Walks, London's best guided walking tours, go to
0: www.walks.com. The London Walks podcast was an APB production.